0: I'm Pastor John Allen, and it's my privilege to be here. I was was trying to get in tune with this place, with the empty chairs, and it's it's now like God is kind of showing me the faces that are usually here on Sunday morning, and some of the new faces, and it's, it's almost like I can see you joining us here today, and so thank you for joining us online. The only place in the Bible where it's recorded that Jesus sleeps. You know, have you ever noticed how babies never have trouble sleeping? If they're dry, if their tummies are full, they don't care. They just fall asleep. I've had church members like that during worship services. (laughs) You know, they'll complain before the worship service. They've been working too hard. They're losing sleep. But I tell you, as soon as I start preaching, boom, well, i got to tell you a story. There was a lady in one of my first churches. I was in seminary. She was a compass for the worship service, a really good musician, but every Sunday she fell asleep. And it really, I mean, she's right up here next to me with her head on her, on her chest. So I, I found somebody I could really trust, and I said, what do I do about this? She, and he said, Pastor, don't worry. She falls asleep or has fallen asleep under every pastor we've had. Don't worry about it. So I thought, okay. A few Sundays later, she fell asleep, only this time she had not removed herself from the organ that she was playing. She was actually on the bench, fell asleep right into the keys. Oh! It was terrible. And you know what? She didn't fall asleep after that. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't fall asleep after that. Some people are having trouble sleeping. Some are. COVID 19 is all we hear about. How bad is it? Will I get sick? Will someone I love get sick? How many people will be infected? How many will die? How long will it last? How much damage will be done? And before you hit the stop and the click off button, this sermon's not about COVID-19, okay? So stick with me. In the Gospel of Luke, he tells us this story about Jesus and his disciples in the storm. That's what I want to focus on. The boat's filling with water. The disciples are fearing for their lives. And for the moment, Jesus is asleep. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our redeemer. Amen. Okay, let's look at the scripture. There's four basic steps in the scripture. First is the plan. Let's go across the across the sea. Number 2 is the crisis, the storm. Number 3 is the disciples' response, their panic, and number 4 is Jesus' response offering peace. Let's go over to the other side, said Jesus. Jesus had been teaching all day. You can only imagine how exhausted that he was at the end of the day. He's ready to get away from the crowd. They get on the boat together, and as they're sailing across, Jesus falls asleep. Second is, and then the storm came. The response of the disciples is a little bit surprising here because. These are experienced seamen. They're experienced fishermen. You would have thought that the common storm that comes down out of the mountains, down to the Sea of Galilee, that they would be used to that. They'd be used to these kinds of situations. But for some reason, this one really gets to them. Boats filling with water, they panic, and they cry out to Jesus. What are we going to do? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, here's what's interesting. Looking at the Greek, the way this phrase is formed indicates that the disciples have perceived that it's it's not that um, they don't see Jesus' sleep as confidence, it's his apathy that he doesn't care. It could just as well be translated, teacher, we could drown for all you care. We're that way sometimes, aren't we? Why is this happening? Do you care? And so Jesus wakes, and with these words, peace be still, all stops. All stops. The waves are calm, the wind is gone. It's done. Now we get some insight here into the character and of uh, uh, Jesus. On the one hand, we see the limitations of his humanity. He's exhausted. He requires sleep. On the other hand, we see His absolute, ultimate, supernatural authority, just with His words. the winds obey and what's even more interesting is that now the disciples are more frightened of what Jesus has done than the storm in the first place as we see Luke tell the story here and as we listen to it and begin to experience it we see that they realize they're standing in right in the presence of The creator of the universe. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. It's commitment time for the disciples. And and this is where I want us to go right here. It's commitment time for the disciples. We don't know at this point in Jesus' ministry why the disciples are following him. I'm sure that some followed him because he was a great teacher. He was compelling. He was engaging. He was moving. Some of them probably followed him because they wanted to help people. He was healing people. He was feeding those who were hungry. There was much need in the land. Look what we can do. Others, maybe it was They were getting their spiritual needs met. But now it's different. He's not just a teacher. Not just a healer. Not just one that responds to human need. This is the creator, the almighty, the all-powerful that is standing in front of them. not about following anymore. It's about obeying. Yes, he was more than a great teacher. More than than a healer. You know, it's commitment time for us too. There are millions of people in the United States today that, that proclaim faith in Jesus Christ. They proclaim faith in Jesus Christ. They believe in Jesus as Savior. However, we don't really know about their relationship with Jesus until a crisis comes along. We don't know about our relationship with Jesus until a crisis comes along. The real test of faith happens in a hospital, in a funeral parlor, in a home where there's trouble, in a place where there's no sleep. I don't know what's coming in the next few weeks or even months, but I do know this. We will make it. We will make it. I I do know this. We are not alone. There is a God who loves us, who cares for us, and is in the midst of all of this. This is not punishment. This is a broken world. And God is with us in this. And, and here's what I also believe. That, that God is with us bringing new things and a new day. That we're going to lo- learn new things in this, in this uncomfortable time. This uncertain time that we never knew that we could do. We are going to learn to appreciate those parts of our lives that that... <coughs> That maybe we'd lost sight of before. In this lack of connection. This social distancing. We're going to learn to connect in other ways. And we're going to learn the appreciation of what it means to be in community. And what it means to have a family. How do we handle the storms? We look to God. That is our hope. That is our help. That is our salvation. The creator of all life is with us to navigate these turbulent times. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. There's three things I want to share with you. They're all around the same theme. I'm going to narrow my focus. Matthew tells us in chapter 6, 33, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and all these things shall be yours. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be yours. The secret to life is to seek one thing. To be focused on one thing. And I think that's what Jesus is saying here. Seek first the Almighty, the Savior, the Sustainer. Keep our eyes on that which is important. And, and the second one I'm gonna do is is I'm gonna focus on what I have. What I have that really can't be taken away. And I'm gonna do everything I can with that to choose a positive response. I have a family. I have kids. I have friends. I have colleagues. I have health. I'm gonna focus on that which I have and hold on to it with all my, with all my being. I will not be paralyzed by circumstances. Oh, uh, you know, over and over again, when we look at the disciples, as, as the life of Jesus unfolds, as we see these disciples grow from their early calling to, in the book of Acts, where they become great leaders and preachers of the gospel. There is a point at which we don't really know which side they're leading on. They show their faith, but when challenged, well, like the storm, like the night of Jesus' betrayal, What are we going to do when we're confronted by storms? By the possibility of death. Where will we look? Will we be controlled by our emotions? Or will we look to Jesus to feel that calm assurance for faith in Christ moves us beyond paralysis faith focuses on what God is doing faith sees circumstances as temporary faith looks to the unexpected good that God can bring and faith proclaims I am not a victim I'm a victor and will live my life as such for with every breath I have I will not be controlled by the storm. Finally, I'm going to focus on making right choices. I'm going to focus on making right choices. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And when we start digging down into righteousness and and how it's, it's shared in the New Testament, what it is is right choices. It is the choices of God. We have the freedom to make the right choices. Not to react to the next news report. Instead to reach out and to touch the one in the boat who hears our call and says, Peace. When I narrow my focus on the kingdom of God, I not only receive a fearless peace but God opens my eyes to see the possibilities that are before me and and the new things that God might do. What new possibilities is God opening for you in this social distancing, in this threat, in this uncertain time? We're mostly home these days. Family, friends, Unity of purpose. What better focus is that? This week I heard a pastor use this uh, acronym. It's FRANCE. F-R-A-N-C-E. FRANCE. It stands for Friends, Relationships, Acquaintances, Neighbors, Coworkers, and Eyes Wide Open. And, And what he was saying is that and, and I really want us to maybe think about what this would mean for us, to follow this acronym, that, that for family, I'm going to focus on family. I'm going to support them. I'm going to make myself available to them. I'm going to make sure they know how much I love them. For my for my relationships, beyond the friends, for my relationships, the same thing. How many people are hungry for a voice? For my acquaintances, maybe in the neighborhood, that we can offer to help, they might be they might be older or are at risk and might need someone just as simple as going to the grocery store. How can we connect with those folks, our neighbors, our coworkers? And then, oh God, give me eyes wide open to see what's right in front of me that you're calling me to do. I know we're online today, and it's always a little different when we don't have physical presence. But I, I'd like for us to join into a time of ministry, and for you online to join with us. And what I'm going to do is, is just ask everybody to bow their heads wherever you are, and as I'm going to pray and give you the opportunity to pray with me as we move through this. So let's just pray. Let's let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. And and I'm just going to say, Lord, all of us right now are dealing with some fear and stress. We're living in the gap of the unknown. And it's tough. There is disruption in our lives and our world. And and I invite you out there, as, as you pray this prayer with me, even if it's just for a few moments, release those circumstances. Just release them. Picture Jesus sitting in the boat... See him stand now. See him calming the storm. Hear his words. And as you name the stress in your life, as you name the worries, maybe it's a relative, a loved one, a friend, a co worker. Place those in Jesus' hands. Just hand them to them. Say, Lord, here, here they are. Would you hold them for just a moment? And at the end of the service, when it goes off, I'm going to take it back. But just for a moment to take it and to bless it, Lord. Hear his voice. Hear Jesus say, Peace be with you. My peace I give you. And as we close these words, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Jesus, I can't. But you can. Come. Help. Give me your peace. Give me your confidence. Give me your faith. With you, I'm ready for whatever comes. Help me in the days ahead to focus on the ones i love to focus on being strong for those who need me to focus on what is good and right and just help me o oh god jesus my lord to see the opportunity and help me to be the force of love for those around me. Amen.
1: Peace be still. It's commitment time for the disciples and eyes wide open for others. Those are things that I heard this morning from Pastor John. And normally at this point in our service is when we would just ask people to make a commitment to respond to what God is doing or what he has done this morning. But this morning, it's a little bit different. So let's focus in a little different direction. The world is changing rapidly. Every single day it's unfolding. And it's really, really quickly. It's rapid fire right now. So this morning, let's just take some time before we close. And as we sing this last song together, to use this phrase, it's an I will. Right? So you're going to finish the sentence, whatever that is. I will, for me this week, Rachel, I will FaceTime those people that I normally text or call. I'm going to pick up my phone and instead of talking to them through my ear, I'm going to FaceTime them face to face. So what is your I will this morning? Take some time to respond as we finish and as we close this morning.